Jesus. It's around that time right here on KAZ Radio, where I have one of my most favorite business shows, none other than Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, with none other than Pastor Teresa McCurry. How you doing, Pastor T? I'm doing great, Apostle James. Thanks so much for that wonderful introduction. And welcome to CNE, Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Pastor T, where we talk to emerging entrepreneurs, small business owners, and community leaders. And today we have two phenomenal guests that are joining us from the National Development Council, NDC. Welcome to the show, Faye. Welcome to the show, O. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you guys for coming. I'm going to start with you, O. So normally when we have our show, we find out from our guests their business story. What got you into business? How did you get to this point that you are today? So give us a little background about yourself and tell, tell us, how did you get into business today? Thank you, Teresa. My name, again, is Osa Remy, born and raised in Lagos, Nigeria. Moved to Brooklyn, New York in 2007. Uh, and I've been, I've been in New York ever since. Um, I went to school for finance, um, and, and my first job out of college was with the, the largest um, non-bank lender um, in the East Coast, uh, making small business loans across New York City, um, across the five boroughs, as well as upstate New York. Uh, so that's really how I got into, into, into business and business lending. Um, I started there as a credit analyst, underwriting small dollar loans ranging in size, from $50,000 to, to $2 million, um, primarily for startup businesses and primarily for minority-owned businesses um, all across New York City. Uh, I was there for a number of years, and, and really that's how I, you know, I, I bootstrapped it and learned a little bit and a lot about, about small business lending. I then went on to, to work for a bank, uh, a woman-founded bank in New York City, a very small one called Savoy Bank. Um, in Midtown Manhattan, making making small 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 SBA guaranteed loans as well, um, and then I found myself at NDC, uh, where really our mission here is to is to make credit available to minority-owned businesses and businesses in low-income areas, um, and my role here is 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 that of a loan officer, um, as well as a credit administrator, um, helping design loan programs. Uh, to to help minority businesses obtain capital, whether that be you know small micro loans from five to ten thousand dollars to large loans in the millions of dollars um, that can help um, get their business started or help grow their business. All right, thanks so much. Thank Welcome to the show. We are gonna pull on your expertise today and get my viewers some money. Let's All right, <laughs> Faith, tell us your story, your business story. Absolutely. Well, hello, everyone. And again, thanks for having us, Teresa. My name is Faye Harris. I'm here in the Cleveland area. Um, I got to NDC in a much different route. Um, I'm originally from Boston, and my background is in marketing and hair care in particular. So um, I led marketing teams for a lot of well-known hair care companies, launching all different types of shampoos, conditioners, and treatments. And I'm sure you're saying, so how did we, how did I come about in DC? Well, it just so happened that um, throughout my experience in hair care marketing, um, I also consulted with a lot of small um, entrepreneurs who were making their own hair care line. A lot of them are handmade or I was assisting them in um, making the transition to third-party manufacturing. 
Um, I also have launched my own hair care product um, after kind of stepping out of the corporate world and getting more involved with my family. Um, I uh, started working with uh, one client in particular in New York um, and she has a great business. We did a lot of great things to help her grow. And through networking, she met the um, previous um, executive uh, director of the uh, multicultural impact team who let her know that she was looking for someone here in this Cleveland area. And then I checked out in DC just as a business owner, um, looking into the programs that they had and the assistance that they offer and ended up speaking with the organization and was really happy to join the team as their Cleveland area ambassador. So um, it's my role here in the Cleveland area to spread the word about the National Development Council, in particular, the multicultural um, community impact team that O and I are um, on and how we help businesses, not just through lending, but primarily and most importantly, through um, pre-loan counseling, mentoring, and training. And that's something I really wanna spend some time on today because as entrepreneurs, you know, capital is the lifeblood of our business. And, you know, we are always looking for ways to get that funding. But what's most important to really drive the business, specifically as an owner, as a CEO, as the one making business um, decisions, it's really important to um, get the training and understanding of how finances work. And that's um, something that NDC definitely has to offer. That's great. And so I want to back up and, and talk about some of the things that you brought out. The first thing is like you're actually in that position because of networking. And that's one of the things that we share about at CNE all the time, the importance of networking. And our tagline is, if you don't network, you don't work. So just speak to that for a minute. I'm going to have Faye speak to that, and then I'm going to have you speak to that for O as well. How important do you guys think networking is as it relates to what you do? Well, as you mentioned, it's everything. And I love that. That tagline is so true. If you don't network, you don't work. And for entrepreneurs, freelancers, um, for people who just make it happen for themselves, that's key because you never know how all the dots can connect. And um, particularly in this environment, I think it's really cool we're doing this Zoom call back when outside was open and we could go to all the mixers and um, socialize in that way. It was really cool. I think now um, it's even more critical and um, in some ways a little bit easier because you have a captive audience. You know, a lot of times when you're out networking and I'm talking about in situations where um, it's a cold call situation you're just walking into a room armed with your elevator pitch and your business cards it could be difficult to strike up conversation now I'm finding that networking is really working for me and reaching back out to the people that you know were formerly associates people you saw that you really didn't speak to 
that much in a social setting. But now we have the phone, we have Zoom, and we have more of a captive audience. You can dig deep and, you know, talk to them about just what's going on in life. And that leads to so many opportunities. Um, one of the great things about NBC and working with them and networking with owners like yourselves, pastors like yourselves, different people in the community, um, if I'm looking for an accountant, a lawyer, or, you know, just, just professional resources, that's a great way to find it. And you really, um, you have an opportunity to strike up some wonderful personal relationships as well. And that really does fuel um, your career and trajectory. Absolutely. That is so true, so true. So all tell us about your networking stories. How do you think networking has helped you? For sure. Before I even talk about how networking has helped me, um, I should piggyback on what, what Faye is saying uh, for business owner on, on why networking is important. 90% uh, from a lending side, 90% of the loans that I've made has, has been from referrals, um, has been from you know a, an existing business owner that I've lent to in the past, referring another business owner or an organization that is tasked with helping business owner find capital, referring that business owner to me. Um, that's how much, uh, that's how important networking is because you need to find and have people in your back pocket and your network that can speak on your behalf um, and speak to your business um, and your business history. Uh, and if you don't have history, your personal history, um, it's so critical. Um, that's one of the key metrics for, for any lender or any bank uh, and, 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 and when they make determinations of who uh, would get money, um, frankly, is, is yeah. who can speak on your behalf. Yeah. Um, as it relates to my network and the importance of network, um, I've spent, again, the last couple of years working in the lending space. And, and I'm glad to say that because of my network, I've not even, um, frankly, submitted a, a, a job application in a number of years, um, even transferring from job to job, because people know about you, people talk about you, and people advocate on your behalf. So having a strong network is so important that uh, when things may be um, that going bad for many people, uh, you may have opportunities presented to you that, um, that, that many don't have because of your network. Um, so it's critical. It's critical on the lending side. It's critical to grow your business. It's critical to have a network of people that can that can speak uh, on your behalf, uh, because um, frankly, that's that's one of the fastest way to 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 reach your goal. That is, and to build your business. So networking is so crucial, especially now in the climate of where things are. Just like Faith has said, Faith has said earlier. Now we're not out. We're not shaking hands. We're not giving out our business cards. So if I'm not invited to the Zoom call, I'll never meet the individual. You know, if I'm not invited to where the the things are happening, I can miss out on that. Right. So thank you guys for sharing. So tell us what is NDC? My viewing audience wants to know what is NDC? Okay, yes, NDC is a wonderful national organization that really focuses on three things, jobs, homes, and most importantly, community. Um, I've been talking about the multicultural community impact team that Osaremi and I are on. And what we really do is help minority businesses gain access to capital and the training that um, I really mentioned before. Of course, capital is key. It's the lifeblood of all business. Um, but again, it's the training and the support, the mentorship, the guidance that um, National Development Council offers entrepreneurs that really makes a difference. Um, and so I just want to, you know, touch on um, 
some of the training, the types of training that we have available, we just wrapped up a summer series of a class that is called Cash Reign Supreme. And, you know, it's an excellent class. I do have a business background. Um, I actually have an MBA as well. So as I sat through the training um, with many um, who I shared the opportunity with, it really took me back to those days where I was in the classroom. Um, because it's called Cash Reign Supreme, it's all about managing cash in your business. Um, you know, what that means, how to do it. There was, um, you know, a lot of information around the financial reporting statements, balance sheets, uh, cash flow statements, how to record um, these transactions. Um, and all of that's very, very necessary because as we look to help businesses gain capital, um, all lenders want to know that you have the capacity to use that capital in a smart way and that most importantly, you're able to pay it back. <laughs> and for that reason, <laughs> cash reigns supreme. So um, I just like to take this time to uh, let your audience know that they can find uh, this information again, and it's all free um, and at their convenience. They go to ndconline.org. Nancy David Charlie online.org um, and go to programs and services. They can find the multicultural community impact page. And on that page, there's a number of great things um, that they can do to sign up and get our newsletter, but most importantly, to hear a free replay of this three part series that we offered um, for the class Cash Reign Supreme. It's generally conducted over a three week time period with like one hour class each week. Um, and that makes it very easy to fit into your personal schedule to set just that hour aside. It's kind of like what we used to call a lunch and learn. Um, but in the event that you can't, it is recorded and we do have replays. And again, that replay is available on ndconline.org. Um, go to the programs and services page and look up the multicultural community impact page. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom to our resources section, you can find it there. Awesome. I actually um, took part in that Cash Rain Supreme. So oh, wow. it was cool because I was on my way home. I just plugged my phone into the car. And while I was driving home, I was able to listen. So I wasn't able to hear all three of the classes. I want to say mm -hmm. I caught the second and the third class, but it was a plethora of information. It was a whole lot of knowledge. And anybody that is in business or thinking about being in business is definitely beneficial. So I love the fact that you have the training. So could you just touch bases on the mentoring? What does that look like? Um, it looks like kind of what we're doing right here. One of the benefits of working with NDC, particularly me as your Cleveland representative, is, um, you know, I get to talk to people and get to, to understand their nuanced situation. Um, oh, on our team as our um, loan officer um, can really help guide people in terms of the documentation that's needed. Um, in the event that someone really doesn't have that documentation, and certainly this is his wheelhouse, I'll, help, I'll let him speak to it, but we try to 
really usher people through a process. You know, we're in such an on-demand a networked internet world where, you know, a lot of times you can go online and get loans, but you don't see anyone, you don't speak to anyone, you just have to upload whatever you upload. I think one of the benefits that we provide is, um, again, a real personal touch and um, speaking with people and kind of working them through the process. We have um, a training team. Um, the people who disseminate the information, like you said, Teresa, uh, we've recently gone to the uh, online format. Prior to that, it was uh, more hands-on. So um, we have people within the team and resources within the organization to really provide personalized service and understand um, what people need, how to walk them through the, the ecosystem. Okay, thanks. So, that, oh, go ahead, oh. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna add to that. That's that's a great point. I think two things that 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 make us stand out as an organization is our our history and our experience. NDC has been around for fifty years. We celebrated our fiftieth anniversary in February, um, and we cover all grounds. Uh, we have an office where we're headquartered in New York, but we also have an office in Seattle. Uh, we have staff in Los Angeles, in South Florida, in Cleveland, um, pretty much all across the country doing work not only in the lending space, but we, we build affordable housing. Uh, we, we receive new market tax credit allocations and use that to develop communities um, that are underserved. Uh, we, we, we also provide training outside of providing training to directly to small businesses. We provide training to um, economic develop, development practitioners. Um, we have probably trained over 80,000 um, um, economic development folks um, over the last um, 20 to 30 years. Um, and then we lend directly uh, through two CDFIs that we, that we own and manage. Uh, CDFI is a community development financial institution um, and is a designation given by the Department of um, um, United States Department of Treasury uh, to make loans with a mission um, in low-income communities or to, to minorities. And we run two of them, one making government-guaranteed loans um, across the country, um, specifically the SBA 7A loan. Um, and over the last couple of months, we, we participated in the PPP program, um, loaning over $80 million to, to over 650 businesses. Um, and then through the second CDFI, um, Community Impact Loan Fund, and we'll talk in greater detail about that. Um, we've made loans specifically in Cleveland, um, more than five, six million dollars over the last couple of years um, to small minority-owned businesses um, in the area and so across the country as well. Um, so that's what's, that's one of the things that makes us stand out is our experience in doing this, um, but not only on the lending arm, but also all across the board. Um, and the second thing, like Faye mentioned, is that you are talking to a person um, and not, not, not just a computer. Um, I'm glad to say uh, and proud to say that every single loan that we've ever made, uh, there's, been a, there's been a touch. Um, it's not automatic. You're not going to uh, go online and apply and no one will reach out to you. You're going to talk to someone and you're going to talk to someone a lot. Um, so we, we, we provide that personal touch. Uh, we provide that technical assistance. Um, we don't, we hate to turn people away. Um, when we do say no, it's never like just a flat no. It's no, it's not now. Here's what you need to do to get there. And, and, and most importantly, we build partnerships in the communities that we work in. Uh, partnerships that are able to help us accomplish our goal of getting capital out, 
Um, we have partnerships um, in, in Ohio with the, with the Urban League. Um, we've ran um, loan programs with the Urban League and, and we continue to um, have a strong partnership with them. We work with municipalities. We have relationships with um, with Cuyahoga County, um, and I'll talk through a loan program that we we are currently still administering in Cuyahoga County, uh, making loans to minority-owned businesses impacted by COVID-19. So I, outside of our experiences, that you you actually talk to someone. If it's not me, it's, it's Faye. Uh, we have an office in Cleveland, so we have uh, we have we have we have. Um, employees and staff members there, and uh, um, I'll be right there for you and um, giving you the assistance um, that that you that you need. Man, you kicked out a whole lot of stuff, so let's bag that thing up, okay? I'm like, Lord, okay. So you know, my audience is emerging entrepreneurs, right? So let's back all the way up. You said a few key things that I just need you to unpack so they can understand and get clear on what it is you actually do. So one of the things you said about economic development training, what does that look like? Right. So we, we train folks that uh, work in various nonprofit organizations or for municipality. An example is um, the economic development uh, department of, of, of Cuyahoga County. We will train them um, on one, not just lending, but how to, how to, how to provide the assistance and the technical assistance to, to the businesses that come uh, through, that, through their door. Specifically, we provide them with credit analysis training. So, okay. so they understand when they look at a business, um, how, to, how to look at a business plan, how to look at a business financial forecast, um, how to look at tax return and really break down um, to really get and understand the need um, of the borrower or to better serve them. Um, and in many cases, we also provide um, real estate development training. Uh, so we go into different organizations and teach them how to do deals, uh, frankly. Uh, um, an example will be, uh, let's say Cuyahoga County had a, had a plot of land that is unused in a low income area that they wanted to develop. Um, they will hire us um, to provide technical assistance um, in, in helping fund uh, a project, um, but also meeting their goal is either, either providing a commercial uh, facility or building low income housing. So we find the developers uh, and using our expertise to link the developers to the municipalities to, to get the project done. Um, so we, from again, providing training directly to small businesses through our classes that Faye mentioned, we also provide training to the, uh, to the economic development individuals that actually um, do the work as well. That's good. That, that, that made it even um, better. So then you said CFI. Tell me what that means. CDFI. Um, so CDFI is a community development financial institution. Okay. Um, and it's, it's an organization um, designated um, by the United States Treasury um, that has a mission um, to infuse and provide capital um, in low income areas or to businesses that are owned um, by minority or women. Okay. Um, so that's, that's really what a CDFI is. And um, we have requirements that we need to meet uh, with the Treasury uh, in that we have to make I think 65 to 70 percent of the loans that we make uh, through our CDFI has to be to minority-owned businesses, okay. or has to be to businesses in low-income areas. Uh, so we operate two CDFIs, uh, one um, called Grow America Fund, um, that's been around for over 20 years, making government-guaranteed loans, specifically SBA 7A loan, and SBA stands for Small Business Administration, um, and then the second CDFI making any type of loan that isn't SBA, specifically micro loans to businesses that may not qualify or meet the SBA's um, underwriting parameter. 
Um, so really what a CDFI is, is a lender, um, but it's a non-bank lender making loans that banks don't want to make okay. to businesses that may not fit their, their banking profile. So if the viewing audience was looking, like say if they wanted to do a project or something, mm -hmm. they would come to you guys and explain the project, then you would be able to direct them. Okay, if it's something that we can do, should we direct you to a CDFI? Should we, so is, you will just help compartmentalize them and what it is that they're trying to do? Correct. So if we're not able to provide the direct lending again through our CDFIs, we would direct them to the right, to the right um, um, lender or the, or, or the right, uh, or the appropriate sources to help them uh, accomplish their project for sure. Okay. And then the one last thing, when you talked about the SBA 7A, for that, don't they have to be put in a category or licensed or certificate, have some type of certificate to do that kind of work? How does that work? Not, not necessarily. Okay. So, so what the SBA 7A program is, it's a program that is um, administered by the SBA. So the SBA is the governing entity. Mm -hmm. um, however, each bank or lender has a license to make SBA loans. And the reason why um, um, the SBA has put this program together is that the SBA understands that some businesses, uh, whether they're too early, meaning they're just a startup, or they have um, low credit score, or they don't have the collateral to secure a loan, um, still need funding and may not be able to get funded from a bank or directly from a, from a bank. Uh, so what the SBA program does is that the SBA provides a guarantee on whatever loan that an SBA lender makes. So an example, if, I was, if someone approached me and said they needed $100,000 to start up a business, if they went to a bank, for example, the bank would probably say, ah, no, you have no proven history, uh, they will turn them down. Through the SBA program, the SBA provides a guarantee, usually up to 85%. So they will guarantee $85,000 of that 100K. Uh, and, 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 and that entices the lender um, to be to want to make the loan because the SBA okay. is guaranteeing a portion of it. Um, so, so there's been there, there are a lot of businesses out there that may not qualify for a bank loan, but through the SBA program, because of that guarantee, um, they can't qualify. Right. So it takes away the risk factors. That, that's correct. For the lender. Exactly. Faith, anything you want to share before I go into my next question? Um, I, I keep going with the questions. As you were, <laughs> as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, because I'm also relatively new to this whole finance world. So I know that there's a lot of jargon and acronyms. Um, but I think we're going down a great path because it's naturally kind of leading to what I'm sure your audience wants to hear is we talk more about microloans and, you know, the specifics, like, you know, what makes a microloan versus a regular bank loan? How much do we usually loan up into? What are the qualifications? I think we're kind of getting there. So I'd love for you to go ahead and ask okay. your question. <laughs> and, yes, certainly, and certainly please point out if I'm using too much finance jargon. Oh, you know, I'll get you together. I'm going to get you all the way together, okay? Because my audience need to understand what you're saying. Please so I can always tell people this show, you know, we want to bring the emerging entrepreneurs, the small business owners, and the community leaders together because together as we collaborate in partnership, the emerging entrepreneur, entrepreneurs get a better understanding of what it is that they need to do right. just to be able to be viable to be in business. The right. small business can, can help come back and help them and then the community leaders can let us know about these PPP programs and this Cuyahoga County Stabilization programs and all the different programs that are about out here that we can take advantage of. Right. So on that note, speak to me about the PPP. 
Um, so PPP is is a program that it's a new program um, that the, the Small Business Administration um, put out in response to the COVID-19 pandemic um, because a lot of states required businesses to shut down. Um, what that means is that a lot of employees were either furloughed or lost their jobs. Um, so in response to that, the SBA wanted to put out something fast um, that keep people employed, either employed or at least paid for a period of time. Uh, so they came out with the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, and what they did is they um, put out a budget. Um, I think their initial budget was about 500, um, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, 50 billion or 500 billion. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And what they did is they, they asked every bank um, and every lender out there um, to, to make loans um, to small businesses um, to cover payroll for about an eight week period. Uh, actually, okay. a ten-week period. Um, so we 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 were one of those lenders. Uh, we didn't participate in the first um, tranche of the of the PPP program because we we couldn't raise um, money fast enough. But in the second round, we did participate, and as I mentioned earlier, um, we made about a hundred thousand, a hundred million dollars um, in loans uh, to businesses um, across the country. What the program really is is paycheck protection. So it really is money given to a business to cover payroll for a period of time and it's a forgivable loan so if you use it for what it's intended uh, with it which is to pay your um, mm -hmm. employees um, the sba will eventually forgive that loan yeah um, that's what i was just thinking i was like okay so if i'm tight and i was closed how i'm gonna pay you back exactly. so basically you're saying if i meet this certain criteria i don't have to pay you back it's a right. forgiven loan Exactly. So you go to a lender, uh, you submit your an application um, and, and supporting documents, which um, primarily will include your tax documents, such as your IRS 940 and your 941. Some lenders, including us, will ask for tax returns. Um, and then we calculate based on um, how much you paid in payroll in 2019, um, what your average monthly payroll is. So if you submitted your tax documentation, for example, for 2019, and you paid a total of $100,000 in payroll. Uh, we would take that number, we we'll divide it by 12, um, and then get your monthly payroll, and then multiply by two and a half to get, two, to get 10 weeks, which is 2.5 um, of payroll, and that will be your maximum loan amount. And then that will be the amount we lend you. And your job is to take that money once you get it in your account and pay your employees for pretty much 10 weeks. And if you can show that you did, you did that, uh, that's can and will forgive that loan. Awesome. That's great. That that's amazing. Is still some money available? There is. There is still there is still over over fifty billion dollars uh, available for sure. So there is a lot of money available still and um, folks can still apply. Um, and we are still accepting application. We had a portal where you can go in and and, and a link to click and apply. Uh, we shut that down because things are slowing back down. We're moving towards forgiveness. Um, but um, again, my email, um, you can email me if you're interested at iOfficer, uh, which I can provide at the end of this, at this, of this uh, webinar. Um, you can submit an application or at least express your interest and I'll, I'll send you an application to submit. Okay. I'm going to pause and take a rabbit trail. So how many times do you have people that are in business, but they're not um, functioning in business above ground? You understand what I'm saying? So they're in business, but it's more or less like a hustle than a business. So mm -hmm. now we're here in this pandemic and they need some money, but they don't have the records. 
they haven't registered with the state. They don't have the EIN. Speak to how important that is to have your business legit. So when I need to come to you to get something. Faye, I'll let you take that, then I'll jump in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the subjects that's near and dear because I understand both sides Me of too. the game. Me too. You know, and, and entrepreneurship is, you know, everything from the kid with the lemonade stand to someone actually, you know, the guy who founded Amazon. But to your point, what really makes the difference between a side hustle and being a business owner is making it official. And in saying that, I mean, it really has to be recognized by our government. You have to sign up with your state. You have to submit taxes to the government. And that has so many benefits. I think a lot of times people are hesitant to do that because they hear taxes and get nervous and that's money they have to pay. Or, you know, there's there's a concern about spending or, or, or reporting um, that that may end up costing you. But really and truly, because of the way that this whole system is set up, it's your only safety net. You know, as you get to retirement, if you go and you put in social security, you know, this is a off the beaten trail story. My dad, when I was like, I got my first job, I'll never forget, he told me to sign up for um, a social security income statement. You know, every year they're tracking how much you make. And that's basically, I don't know what social security is going to look like. And I certainly don't want to get in that conversation, but it's an important point because that that's being trapped over your lifetime. That is what you are able to stake your claim to in times like this, when it gets difficult, you need to be able to document and show the value that you're creating in your community. And that's just what I implore all your listeners, um, those with side hustles and those with official businesses to understand that, um, you know, not to cut themselves short, you're creating value. The whole point of business is you're giving someone something that's valuable and they're giving you money. Okay. So um, just like it's important to own land, it's important to document the value that you're creating in your community um, and for the United States. And that documentation does drive a lot of things. Now, in, in speaking with people who are um, who come across that, you know, they are actually doing pretty well in their the side hustle, you know, selling cakes after church to everybody, doing birthday parties, doing events, doing things and coming out with some serious cash, but have not formalized it. Um, what I would say there is there's so many free resources out here online, certainly through the NBC to help guide you through that process, how to get an EIN, how to even um, and we don't um, advocate a specific accounting program that I that I know of. So as I'm speaking to your audience, I'm speaking now as the owner of outofsighthair.com and what I do personally. But there's so many apps, like, for example, QuickBooks, and it's not very expensive at all. I'm talking less than $10 a month to just track your expenses um, so that when tax time comes around, you can report on that. You know, um, and that's just one, you know, there's so many apps out there. We're not, I'm, I'm not speaking for the organization and promoting any particular one. I'm just encouraging all your listeners to do the quick Google search 
and leverage a lot of the technology that's out now that really makes it easier for business owners to um, obtain the certification that they need, which to you, as you mentioned, is basically an EIN. You know, people can go look in the state of Ohio and understand what they need to do to register their business. There's services out there online that you can pay and they'll do it all for you. Um, and then there's apps that you can download that can tie into your personal expenses or business card expenses to help track that. And again, going back to the training that we offer in our Cash Rain Supreme program, we talk a lot about the importance of um, that type of bookkeeping because, you know, often as business owners, we think about when money's coming in, you know, I sell you a bottle of this, you give me whatever money, that's money in, but we don't account for all the little costs that it got for me to hand, got to the point for me to hand you that bottle, your cost of goods, the time involved, the packaging, the shipping, all those different logistical things. So whereas you may think you're making $10 profit when you actually start accounting, you get to see that your margins can be uh, significantly different. And certainly that's something that O and all of his expertise is quick and he can pick that up in, in a piece of paper. He doesn't even need to speak with someone through your financial statements. They speak a certain language. People who are trained and experts like him can really understand the language of that business. So it's so critical to um, document and to learn about that documentation process. Yeah, I think, you know, with COVID-19 happening and people needing money, you know, a lot of them were turned away because it wasn't documented, right? And I, I remember back in the day, I used to do a coaching program called Turn Your Hustle Into a Business, mm -hmm. where it's important to get the hustle to find out if, you, if it's really what you want to do. Because you can think, okay, I think I want to bake some cakes and sell them. And then you've never really baked some cakes and sell them. And people probably right. don't even like your cake, right? right? So then you do have to test the market, you know what I'm saying, and see if it's a market for it. But once you realize there is a market for it, turn your hustle into a business, get everything legit. So if something does come on or come up along the lines, you have everything in place. So that's very important. Thank you, Faye, for sharing. All right. Oh, you talked about the pay protection program. And it's another program out there, the Cuyahoga Stabilization program? Yes. Um, as I mentioned, the Paycheck Protection Program was in response to the current pandemic uh, that we're all experiencing. Uh, in further response to that, we partnered with Cuyahoga County uh, to allocate some funds specifically uh, to provide stabilization loans to businesses in the county. Uh, these are micro loans up to $10,000 um, to businesses that prior to COVID-19 were viable and viability um, in, in our end pretty much means ability to pay. So what that what we're looking for are businesses that in 2019, um, they would have been able to afford to pay on a $10,000 loan. Uh, we understand that over the last four months, things would have been tight and they probably all back rent and utilities. So this is money that they can use to catch up on those things, uh, catch up on rent, pay some employees that they couldn't have paid. Um, or, or um, used for pivot opportunities or, or, or additional revenue streams. 
businesses that for whatever reason um, are just not able to get back to normalcy for months to come or years to come um, can take this money and use the funds to, to, to get stabilized and get back to normal. Um, the loan is a one-year loan. Um, it is um, an interest rate of half of 1%. So it's 0.5%. Um, and it's pretty much interest only for, for the entire term. Um, the first three months, you make no payments. Um, and then starting month four, you begin to make payments um, until the loan is up. And at the end of that one year, the 10,000 you have to pay back. Um, our goal, however, is, is to work with you. Uh, we want to be able to, at the end of that year, build a relationship and hopefully determine what your true needs are, uh, whether it means you need additional money or you just need uh, a longer term loan. And at that point, uh, we will uh, at least agree to, to some type of term. But what we really wanted to do was provide immediate capital now where you don't have to think about the monthly payment for a year. Um, pay interest only, interest only on a $10,000 loan at 0.5%, it's $5 a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so it's you just building that relationship with us yeah. uh, and paying $5, $5 for a year. Um, and at the end of that year, uh, hopefully we've built enough relationship to figure out what your true needs are, either providing you with additional capital or refinancing the $10,000. So you have to be located in Cuyahoga County. Uh, we are prioritizing minority, um, African-American, Latino-owned businesses or businesses in a low-income census track. Um, but again, as Faye mentioned, our priority as, a, as, a, as an organization um, is, is, is making loans to minority-owned businesses. Uh, we have, uh, we've, we've, we've loaned some money over the last month. Uh, we, we have um, some money left uh, and we can accept 10 or 15 more applications. So um, again, I'll, I'll provide that email at the end of this call uh, where you can, you know, express your interest and I, I can send you the application to submit. Because we don't have a huge pot of money, we did not make this available on our website, um, but it is something that is available and it's still available, And but it'll, it'll run out quickly. Right. So my question is, can I use these two um, programs in conjunction with each other? Can I get the PPP and then pay for my employees and then get the stabilization loan to take care of some things that I'm not able to take care of? Absolutely, you can. Uh, we want to get you as much money as you need. Um, mm -hmm. So you can use your paycheck protection, get, um, get the stabilization loan, get additional loans that are out there or grants that are available to you. Uh, we want you to take advantage of anything, any and all available loan or grant programs, um, as we understand the businesses are hurting and they need the capital. Um, wow. So we're not restricting you to, um, to anything um, in this program specifically. So you can't you can use both for sure. So I know the ideal borrower is a minority, whether it's a woman, a um, people of color, Hispanic, um, Native Americans, or what have you. So is that basically the profile of the ideal borrower? Or just let us know, what's the profile of the ideal borrower? Yeah, the profile of the ideal borrower depends on the loan program. Um, for our government SBA loan programs, uh, we want to see an existing business that's growing um, and, and has viability. Um, you don't have to be in business for 30 years, uh, but, but two years um, is ideal and show a good um, trend um, in, in your finances or in your revenues or profitability. Um, a minority owned business, uh, again, is an ideal or a business in a low income area and, and a business and a business owner that shows the ability to repay a loan. 
uh, is an ideal borrower, frankly, not just us, but really any lender because right, every lender wants right. to get paid. Um, so it, it is dependent on, on, on what program. Uh, but yes, that is kind of the, the gamut we look for and the type of businesses that we look for. Um, we, we do fund startups on a case-by-case basis, um, but you got to be strong. I have a sound business plan, have sound financial projections, um, have experience. Um, and not only that, have come to the table with some mitigates to help us reduce our risk. Oh, uh, yeah. That is collateral, that means partnerships, uh, meaning additional people on your team. Uh, that means experience um, or just come to, some, come to the table with something. We will, we will fund startups on a case-by-case basis. Um, but we usually max out when it comes to the startups around around three hundred thousand um, dollars. Anything above that, uh, we'll, we'll, we 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 would dig in um, a lot uh, to really help mitigate our risk. Um, but but yeah, ideal ideal um, businesses is a growing business, minority owned or in an area that is considered underserved uh, with a viable business model. That's awesome. So let's back up and talk about those startups because that's very rare. So very rarely do you find lenders in this climate willing to take the risk because it's totally a risk when it comes to startups. So speak about that a little bit um, to my viewing audience, helping them to understand the benefits of having a business plan. So I can't come to you and be like, hey, oh, I got this dope idea. (laughs) And I think that you need to just give me some money because it is dope. Listen to this, but nothing in writing. Speak to that. Well, you can absolutely come to me with that and I'll just turn you back and tell you to go write it on a plan. <laughs> uh, so you can call me, I will answer. Um, but my response would be, go put it on, a, go put it on paper um, and, and find me some, like I mentioned earlier, someone I can speak on your behalf. Uh, if that means go to the Urban League, go to SCORE, go to your SBDCs, um, let them help you put this on paper and put your ideas on paper. Um, put together a financial forecast for two, three years. Show me how you're going to make money. Um, and, and, and prove to me uh, that your service or your product is one that will um, generate some traction. Um, I need to see that. And I need to be able to, um, frankly, tell the, 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 the folks that are making a decision on your, I'm your advocate because I'm working, I'm a loan officer, um, but I need to be able to tell uh, or convince others um, that your business has some viability. Um, so um, we would not fund a startup without a business plan. I don't think anyone would. Um, so that that's your first step is put pen to paper, write a business plan, not just write fluff, um, um, really think through what this business is, uh, dig into the numbers, um, ask questions, do some research, understand your competition, understand the barriers of entry um, and understand the risk um, that is involved with, in, with, with the industry um, and also come to the table with some experience. And if you don't have experience, partner with folks that do. Um, and, and, um, yeah, without a doubt, business plans are, are super important. I'm sure fake can even, um, dig into that a little bit more, but business plans are, are vital without them. Um, I mean, that's, there's no, this is just non-starter. Yeah. I was going to add to that. Um, it, you know, one of the great things that we do at NDC is we work with all, all of our wonderful community partners and O's mentioned urban league who we really started in the Cleveland area with. Um, but there's so many other organizations out there um, that can really help guide 
guide and mentor people through that business plan process. We also work with President's Council, Collaboration Station, just a couple off the top of my head. And um, to his point about the business plan and working with um, the value of working with people, and I understand that a lot of times, especially if it's a side hustle, you have your main thing, you have a family, you have a lot of things that put demand on your time. But I think the most important thing for entrepreneurs to understand is, you know, uh, return on investment. So making that time investment um, in securing a business plan and developing the relationships and doing the homework, um, you know, that's not time spent, that's time invested. Just like we talked about actually officializing your business, you know, and doing what you need to do to obtain your EIN to work at the accountant or get some program to file your taxes and to keep track of all these things. Those do have an expense, but I can, you know, that I would consider as a business investment. You're able to write it off. It pays back to you. So um, through NDC, we can help with that. And, you know, but also for all your listeners, you know, just really looking into where they are and who's around them locally and networking you know, speaking to people and asking them, are they part of an organization and how does that really work for them? Because um, just like O said, the value is these organizations like NDC have been around for years. They have experts on the team. We know what banks are looking for. You know, our particular program for multicultural community impact makes those guidelines a little less stringent because they are guaranteed, but the guidelines are always going to be there. And it's our um, goal to get all businesses, you know, fully functioning and able to be a strong player in the community period. And, and just to add to that, uh, if I may, because um, Faye pointed at it, is, is skin in the game. Skin in the game doesn't necessarily and always have to be monetary. Uh, even though we require uh, for startups that you bring something to the table, uh, 10, 20, in many cases, 30% of the project. Um, but skin in the game can be the time you put into putting together your business plan. That is skin in the game because it would show when I read the business plan and I've read many, so I know uh, when you're BSN and I know when you're IG series, um, but also taking the initiative of, of, of incorporating your business, taking the initiative of getting an EIN number. Those are little things that not only speeds up the process when you look for financing, um, but also um, uh, makes a good first impression when a lender um, looks at your file and saying, okay, this person has done this, 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 and this, and you know, I'll take them seriously. Yeah, that's good. And I like when you guys talked about, you know, the partnerships and the importance of partnership. And partnership doesn't always have to be on a grand scale. It could be on a small scale. So if I have the experience in this business, but I don't have the skills as it relates to the accounting, the bookkeeping or what ha have you, how important is it for me to bring in a partner that has those skills? And when, oh, when you're looking at the business plan, um, how does that... Um, commute, compute with you when you say, okay, this person has 30 years in the beauty industry, but they really don't know how to crunch these numbers, but they brought Faye in who has the background in the numbers and it kind of completes the picture even more. So speak to that importance of that. It's a risk. It's a risk mitigate. Um, every lender want to, uh, when lending to you, um, is taking a risk, no matter what the loan size is, it is a risk. 
because um, there are no guarantees that um, like, like that a business or a borrower will pay back. However, um, everyone's looking for ways to mitigate the risk. And having partners, um, not just having partners, just to have partners, but having partners with different strengths, uh, um, check ch literally checks those boxes off. So if you have someone that's, that has a finance background and someone that actually knows operations, someone is good with marketing, um, you don't have to bring them on as an equity partner, um, but have someone on your team at least that you can call that can help you with social media. Someone you can call that can help you to negotiate contracts. Someone you can call that can that can put your books in order uh, so that you know where your business is going. It's a risk mitigate, and it's it's it's. I mean, I can't even put the word to it how valuable it is, um, but it's very very valuable. And in looking and reading business plans, I love to see. Uh, a one page, one page of just talking about your team, who they are, what their resume looks like, what their experience is, if or if not, do they have any ownership in the business, what their roles are going to be as you're growing. That's that's vital. It is so vital. And that's one thing I always stress to the viewing audience. You, you're not going to know everything. It's just like virtually impossible. Some things that we're just going to be ignorant of, and that's just the way we're built. But at the same time, it's somebody else that know that, and it's real easy for them. Yep. So it's just a matter of partnering, and through the networking, through the networking, through the networking, that's yep. how you find out somebody's skill set and if you're a good fit. Just because you have the skills doesn't mean that you're a good fit either. That's right. Yeah. So this is you you guys part of the show, right? We're down to the last 10 minutes. So this is the call for action. So Faye, I'm gonna let you do the first call for action and give out all the information, share your closing remarks with the viewing audience. And then after that, oh, it'll be your turn for the call for action. Give out your contact information, share your closing thoughts with the viewing audience. All right, well, thanks. And again, you know, I just really wanna encourage everyone to visit our website, ndconline.org um you know it's a it's a big site it, it talks about all the things that ndc does and to O's point we've been in business for 50 years so that's certainly a lot of things um but for in regards to this conversation a lot of resources that we talked about can be found on the multicultural community impact page um, if you go to the page and you look kind of to the right on this on the right, there's a sign up for our newsletter, which um, I would encourage everyone to do, please, because that newsletter is going to keep you abreast of any of the trainings that um, we talked about when those classes are available. Um, you'll be able to get a heads up so you can participate in them live. Um, and you'll also be able to hear any replays uh, that we post for classes. And right now we have up the replays for our three-part series of Cash Reigns Supreme. Um, so that's the biggest call to action, first and foremost, um, to get involved with NDC, to let us know who you are, to sign up for our newsletter. Um, and check out what we have to offer. And then as we talked about, reach out to some of our community partners. It's great that you're listening with Christian Networking Entrepreneurs today. Uh, we have partnerships with uh, Urban League, the President's Council, Collaboration Station, like I said, just a few off the top of my head, but get involved with um, local, local organizations that have other like-minded 
business people involved so that they can help you wherever you are in your stage of the process. If you're the hustler taking their business official and getting incorporated, if you're the small business owner who um, has a business infrastructure, who has somewhat of a team, taking it to the next level of actually getting an employee you know, that's something I kind of wanted to touch on earlier when we talked about PPP. Um, it's this great business opportunity, but I think a lot of people realize real quick, wow, if I don't have any employees, you know, how am I really going to take part in that? Um, and even as a really small business owner, there's a lot of great resources out there on how to hire your family members, you know, how to... Um, how to kind of barter and, and make it work from a documentation standpoint so that your business is able to grow, but most importantly, you're able to connect with lenders like NDC um, who can give you access to more and more opportunities as your business continues to grow. So that would be my major call to action. Visit the website. My email address um, is B. F is in Faye Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, at ndconline.org. Um, so B. Faye Harris at ndconline.org. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to just reach out and um, learn more about the community partners that we have or, you know, speak to me individually, I'm always, always um open and excited to meet people, especially here in the Cleveland area, um, and talk about business and talk about NDC and what we have to offer. Thanks, Faye. I appreciate that. Okay, all your closing remarks and call to action. Thank you, Faye. Um, she said it all. I think um, <laughs> it's, it's really building relationships with our local partners um, who are the, are, are the first um, I guess door that you have to walk through um, to get help and assistance for your business. Um, she's mentioned all of our partners, the Urban League, Jumpstart, um, and several organizations that we're we're partnering with is is reaching out to them to 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 get assistance for your business. Um, if you've not taken advantage of the programs that are out there, uh, whether they be federal or local programs, PPP, EIDL. Um, or the Cuyahoga Stabilization Fund. Uh, please do your research on those programs. Make sure you understand the programs. Um, but please take advantage if you qualify um, because they're there um, for you and to assist your business uh, with growth. Uh, if you're a startup, just looking to put pen to paper to really build your business plan, just take advantage of, of free resources out there with SBDCs, uh, the SBA offices, um, urban leagues to, to help you build your business plan, financial forecast, and get you ready um, to launch your business or to gain or obtain capital uh, to launch or grow your business. Uh, my advice is, is that, is, is just stay and, and keep learning. Um, visit our website, ndconline.org. Um, and as, you know, as, as, we, as we put these classes out, we'll definitely uh, keep you informed. Uh, my email where you can reach out if you need additional information is iofficer, I-O-F-F-I-C-E-R at ndconline.org. Um, or you can also reach out to Faye. Uh, we are in constant communication. So whatever questions or concerns um, that you have, uh, we will be happy to address. 
Um, but thanks again for, for having me. Um, this is awesome. Um, and again, feel free to reach out. All right. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. And I know I learned a lot, so I'm hoping that my viewing audience learned a lot as well. Again, I'm Pastor T. This is Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, where we talk to emerging entrepreneurs, small business owners, and community leaders. And remember, if you don't network, you don't work. So get out there and start networking. Have a great day, everybody. I appreciate you guys being on on the show today. Take care. Bye-bye.